everyone. Welcome to Special Grade Snacks, a Jujutsu Kaisen watch-along podcast. Uh, I'm Sarah, the manga knower. And I'm Kay, the anime liker. Uh, how you doing? I'm good. These episodes yeah. were really fun. Yeah, I really liked these. The The entire, uh, sorry to go on Reddit, but the entire subreddit has been like, of manga readers has been like waiting in anticipation of episode seven because they knew that was when people were going to come out of the woodwork to be, you know, to be like, oh, sexual Gojo. <laughs> oh, he's sexy with it. I see. <laughs> he is sexy with it is the thing. The other thing is that Kakashi didn't take his mask off for like 10 years. Yeah, he he just did this shit on day one. My god, he just tweeted it out. <laughs> I've been working on the story of what's behind Satoru Goju's eyes for ten years, and he just tweeted it out. Alright, let's talk about the episodes. Yeah, let's talk about the episodes. We watched episodes seven and eight this week. The first episode, Assault. Uh, this picks up exactly where the last episode left off. You get like that, like twenty seconds of what happened last time of uh, Gojo riding in the car with Ijichi. Yeah. Um, and he's like, "Hey, go drive, go drive the rest of the way. I'll take care of this." Uh, Ijichi's like, "Hey, you sure you're gonna hit me?" Gojo's like, "Yeah, dude, just fucking go." And uh, then Ij- then uh, Jogo, Volcano Head Man, jumps down from the ceiling and says, uh, not, "Not the ceiling. There's no ceiling. It's an open space." Yeah, this he just like, jumps th- down it- from the sky. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like a road on the side of like a like uh, a like on the side of like a forest, and there's like a big body of water in the middle of it. Uh, and Gojo is like, "Who are you?" And <laughs> in in the manga, he says, "And you are," which I think is a little bit more on brand for. Would love Gojo. to know who this guy is. He he does the he does he's it's just a much cockier way to say who yeah, are you yeah. that in my opinion which is great because I I fucking love how cocky Gojo is we learn we learn in this episode it's very justified yeah Jogo says Jogo says I cast blast your face and he makes like a pimple appear on the side of the on the wall next to where Gojo's standing and um uh volcano fire erupts out of it and obliterates Gojo and he's dead forever <laughs> rest in peace oh no he died. Yeah. This is so sad. I'm posting F. Yeah. But don't you get ready to delete that F because Jogo says, huh, that was easy, and Gojo says, uh You sure about that? He does the he does the John Cena poking his head through the green screen. You sure about that one? Yeah. Hmm, how how dare you say I'm easy? I'll have you know that you have to take me on at least one date before I hold your hand erotically. Yeah. <laughs> he does a Russian taunt to him. <laughs> Okay, but, uh, so, Gojo's like, bro, you think I'm easy? Uh, uh, and Gojo's also like, wait a second, this guy can talk? So this is a special grade? Unregistered? Another one of you guys? I don't understand what he means by a registered special grade. Like, are they just letting them go and just writing it down and being like, oh, we'll deal with this later, I guess? I think it's that, like, they're cognizant of the existence of of certain special grades that are, because... Well, I'm, I was about to reveal a detail that you'll find out next episode. But, uh, like, there are some special grades that they are, like, aware of, but do not know the exact location of or something. Like, they have, there are special grades that they have heard of and not been able to take care of. Like, for example, now that, uh, now at the end of this episode, when uh, Hanami and Jogo get away, they will now be registered special grades because Gojo had an encounter with them. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. 
but he's like, God, you unrush, you, uh, uh, you are fucking annoying as piss. Stop, please stop showing up. And Jogo says, what's the matter? Are you tricked? He said botherations. I don't even know why he said that. There was no point in this fight in which he was winning. He, he, yeah, well, he, he thinks that he's got the upper hand here because he's like, well, I haven't done my super special touching him and blowing him up move. So he, it's understandable that he's fighting back through this at least. First he summons bugs. Yeah, he summons, go. he says, go my exploding bugs. And they can't reach, they, they like go at J- Gojo and there's like a, f- like a shockwave of when they are, uh, get to him. But he just like holds up a hand and they all do matrix bullet stop and can't get to him. And he's like, hey, what'll happen if these guys hit me? And then they all start, like, making a weird sound, and then they explode. But then Gojo just jumps away. Yeah, it, it didn't seem like a very good attack to me. It seemed like a pretty good attack if Gojo hadn't just moved away. <laughs> against anyone else, that would have been a great way to get around there. Against anyone else. My god, he jumped out of the way of my attack. This is crazy. Well, to be to be fair, no one else would have been able to like put up a barrier of infinity between them and the bugs and give themselves time to jump away. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, speaking of, uh, Gojo jumps away, but then Joe goes like, "Wait, there's more." <laughs> he's like a fucking. He's reading the infomercial for uh, uh, Zoo Books, and he says, "But wait, there's more." And the tiger poster, huh. and the tiger poster is him casting "Blow Your Head Up" on Gojo. <laughs> I like how he looks when his head is on fire. It's pretty funny. It's really good. Yeah. He just like, he just like casts, casts burn your head and it's just like a, a pillar of flame erupts out of Gojo's collar. Yeah. Just like engulfing the entire area in flame. And then he like, wait, again, there's more. Buy now and you'll get a purple blast of fire to the back of your ass. He, he really blows him up this time, except he doesn't. Yeah, he's, he says, uh, you were posting cringe. You were not being, hold on, I'm going to see if I can grab the actual... Uh, he says, oh, so that guy was exaggerating, huh? He wasn't that strong. Humans are weak. They don't live in truth. Real strength will be spread through death. And then, uh, as he turns his back, Gojo is like, God fucking damn it. Again? Stop fucking making smoke happen. Who are are you calling weak? Who are you calling dead? I'm very alive. (laughs) Yeah. Jogo's like, wait, bro, I touched you and I I, I obliterated you. He's very confused and upset by this one. Yeah, Gojo, Gojo just does, like, the classic playground tactic of, uh, no, you didn't. Yeah. No, you can't touch me. I had my unbreakable force field up. Yeah. <laughs> he says you touched the infinity that exists between you and me, which is so sick. Yeah, but you didn't touch me. Yeah. He says, here, t- hold my hand, and I'll show you what I mean. And go- and Jogo's like, well, I mean, he's there's no, like, killing, there's no, like, Im- uh, what's the word he, what's the word he uses? Uh, like, killing intent. Yeah, and he's like, well, I guess there's nothing to do with holding his hand. Because there's a really, Gojo's like... I can't believe he goes along with this. He's so stupid. <laughs> I think I'll hold his hand. This is fine. Gojo, Gojo is like, hey, hold my hand. And there's like a little, like, really low-res version of him, like, rotating his hand back and forth like yeah. he's the blue badger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, Jogo's like, well, I guess I might as well. And he, like, tries to hold his hand, but he can't quite. Yeah. And uh, Gojo's like, see, you can get close, you keep getting closer, but the closer you get, the slower you go. But then he does hold his hand, and he does it very erotically. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, he, he, he holds his hand, which is, I guess, showing us that, like, no one, people cannot approach Gojo, but Gojo can, like, in- initiate contact if he wants to. He, he does it so sexually. Yeah. He says, we can hold hands if you want. Uh, he says, don't be shy. Don't be shy. 
And the whole time in this episode, there's a lot of like close-ups of his face. And his lips have like a little pink around him. Yeah, he's got some lipstick yeah, on. Yeah, I was like looking at other characters and they don't really have that except for like girls who are probably wearing makeup. I was like, damn, Gojo. He Listen, you know he had to, you know he had to get made up before he left the house that day. He was going to see the principal. Yeah, he was going to see the big strong principal. Uh, and Gojo fucking just like punches, uh, well, now that he has, uh, Jogo's hand in his. Yeah, I guess he did have some killing omosity in him. Yeah, he, well, he generates it out of nowhere because he like just fucking punches Jogo in the tummy like four times and Jogo like spits purple blood out yeah. and it like lands on Gojo's invisible infinity force field mm-hmm. and it looks really it cool. It looks epic, yeah, I'll just say it. He, I, I, I really just, I, I really can't emphasize enough the extent to which Gojo said, "Hey, I'm gonna do gay shit. I do all kinds of gay shit." That it, it really <laughs> it pisses, pisses him off. off. He's literally like, he's like a like a like a video game boy online, just like flirting with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, bro, let's kiss. Just kidding. Hey, bro, come on, give me a kissaroo. He, he's the kissaroo guy. Yeah. Oh, you're mad. Come give me a kiss. You won't be so mad. And then Gojo says, hey, this is, uh, infinity is something that's naturally there. I just bring it into reality. He talks about, he says, convergence and divergence. If you touch this empty space, what would happen? Curse technique reversal, red. And he casts, obliterate your fucking brains to, on Jogo. Yeah, he casts, like, black hole beam or something. Yeah. The, the, it's, it's explained better later on, but the way I always picture it is that, like, Gojo's technique is, is like, you know, asymptotes in, mm-hmm. uh, in, you know, in, in math. math. Yeah. Yeah. In, in the classic of math, what does one over X as X approaches in, uh, as X approaches zero become, you get closer and closer to being divided by zero, but it's just growing infinitely until it gets to that point where it becomes infinite, which is dividing by zero. But uh, then he turns it around on you and says, hey, what if I used all that power and blasted you in the face with it? And he does it. That makes some sense to me. I don't really understand what a curse has to do with that, but I'll allow it. Yeah, it's it. <laughs> it makes it makes some more sense. You know, they'll, they'll explain it later. OK, thanks. You're welcome. Um, there's some incredible Sakuya happening over the next minute or yeah, so. Yeah, he just, as... like, throws him around, just, like, yeah. having a good time. There's, like, one shot where he's, like, very close to the camera, just smiling. Uh, there's another shot where where Jogo is like, ah, okay, I'll, I've got an opening, I'll use my purple blast. But then, uh, Gojo jumps behind him and does Sans Undertale Eye and kicks him. <laughs> yeah. Into, like, the middle of, like, a, a water basin. And then, <laughs> then he teleports, apparently. Yep, he... This is a power he has. Jogo has a memory of like, oh god, I uh yeah, okay, I guess um I guess Ghetto wasn't lying. This guy is strong as shit. Uh okay. Well, uh, that's no that's no no problem. I'll just bring him in my cursed I'll just bring him in my uh my uh domain. Uh and then he looks around and is like, "Wait, where the fuck is where, the, where is he?" And then he floats down from the sky like Kimbley in uh, yeah. uh from an Alchemist opening 4 with Yuji in hand. And Yuji Yuji's voice actor, Itadori's voice actor is absolutely killing it this episode. He's so cute. It's Fujisan. 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 <laughs> so cute. Oh, Itadori is. is a baby. Itadori was so cute in this episode. 
So yeah, he points at Jogo and says, "Oh, Fujisan, his head is like Mount Mount Fuji." And then we get a flashback to uh, a couple minutes ago, that classic Gege Akutami of me in media res, jump back a minute. I don't even understand how the timeline works out because Inoue says it was ten seconds ago. Yeah, that that's about how long it is because Gojo walks walks in to his basement where Itadori is watching anime Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, this is important. Um, it's not explicitly Lord of the Rings in the it manga. It is explicit. But... Oh, in the manga, okay. Yeah, I I, I, I looked it up. Uh, yeah, there you don't see the picture of what he's watching like you did for the um the bomb defusal show earlier, but we do hear we do see the TV saying Sam Sam where are you Sam. <laughs> Oh, it could have been anything. It could have been anything, but they... It could, Austin Walker voice, it could have been anything, but we made them look like Lord of the Rings anime edition. That's a joke. Some, someone will like that joke, even if it's not you. Um. So yeah, he's watching that, and uh, Gojo's like, hey, Yuji. And Yuji's like, top half turns into a white silhouette where he's like, ah! But his lower half is still like holding the bear and being regular. Yeah, he got surprised, but the bear did not punch him. Yep, he's, he's learning very fast. Uh, and Gojo's like, damn, this kid's learning fast. Okay, we can move up to more hardcore shit. Uh, hey, Yuji, come with me. You're gonna see some domain expansion shit. This is the pinnacle of Jujutsu battles. And Itadori's like, okay, cool. And he's like, uh, we, then we're like back to the, with, with, with Jogo. And he's like, how did we get here? And in the manga, uh, <laughs> the, the, the choice of words probably doesn't matter that much. But in the anime, Gojo's like, oh, we warped. But in the manga, jo- uh, Gojo says, we jumped. Which is like I just did a big jump. I do like the idea of him just doing a big jump way more than uh, just oh we warped. I can I can teleport. I think they did teleport though, right? I assume. Um, I think possibly, but also like I, I don't know the way that uh, in uh, uh, Gojo's Infinity works. Like I can also see him just like saying, "Okay, I will now generate infinity uh, velocity to tell to get me and Yuji to back to where we were fighting as quickly as humanly possible." Hmm. I'm not entirely sure how it would work, but I was seeing it as like he like uninfinities the the distance, if that makes sense. Oh, like he like he like closes he like um he 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 diavolos it. Yeah, yeah, like a. Like, a, the way they talk about, like, light speed travel kind of thing. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But, anyways, uh, he brings Yuji to learn about domain expansion battles. And uh, Gojo's like, don't worry, I don't, this kid's not a shield. Uh, I don't need a shield because you're <laughs> fucking weak. And Jogo is like, the fuck did you just say? He's so mad. His, his both like his ears pop out his like he's got like little like cork stoppers on yeah. his ears and they both pop out with lava and he's like so mad about this he like causes like a wave of the water that he's standing in to like splash outwards and then he does uh domain expansion coffin of the iron mountain yeah i think that's a pretty cool name i really yeah as far as i, I think it's great i fucking love coffin of the iron mountain and what it does is it like tell it teleports it's like this area that is now Jogo's domain, which is like the bottom of the inside of a volcano. It's just like in Yu-Gi-Oh when you play like a a place. A world enchantment. Yeah. Like in the Yu-Gi-Oh anime that everyone's seen where... Uh, yeah, no, I, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you, you play your location and then that's where you're fighting. That's what he yeah. did. 
it's extremely funny how you made that joke and I was going to make a joke about uh, Magic the Gathering uh, uh, world enchantments that had not been printed in like 15 years. It's basically the same thing. Uh, so this is when we get our explanation about domain expansion, answering a lot of questions you had on our episode two. Answer some of my questions, yes. I would say however many questions I had, it answers about half of them. Okay. Um, so the domain, the way domain expansion works, as Gojo explains it to Yuji, is that it is, like, you are creating a small, like, environment based using your cursed energy and cursed technique. It ca- it takes a lot of energy to do, but it, it benefits uh, very heavily outweigh the cost because you get a buff like a video game. And in the anime, Itadori is the one who's like, oh, you get a buff like a video game. And uh, in the manga, Gojo uh, is the one that says, yeah, like a video game. He does explain it in, like, a little, an- like, animated video game characters. Yeah, it's, yeah, you, you just, like, you're, tra- you, it's, a, it's an extremely powerful, like, just zone of, it, it's an AoE buff for you, and the area of effect also happens to trans- tra- transport you and whoever's, uh, whoever is in the radius into your special hell dimension for them. Mm-hmm. And it also makes and, it so all of your attacks can't miss, I guess. Yep, and there's a real fun, uh, uh, little, little, uh... <laughs> thing between them where Gojo's like, wait, Gojo says, yeah, attacks always hit, and Yuji's like, always? And, uh, it's Zetai? Zetai! (laughs) Yeah, it was cute. Yeah. Uh, Jogo, I, I, I like, I really like this part because while it is mostly Gojo showing off and being epic, um, there is some really good Jogo stuff in it also, which we see, like, right, right here, right before the big moment of the episode, where uh, Gojo's like, yeah, so all the attacks, all the attacks shot at you will hit, uh, but uh, you can like deflect them with your own attacks, or you can try and escape. Though I don't recommend that one. Uh, and Jogo is like, I kind of didn't think I'd be able to do this. Like he says, he says, I came here half in jest, but because of my pride as a cursed spirit, I I have to, you know, he's got the he's a cursed spirit with the pride of a new human. He won't accept it. Yeah, he's he's very embarrassed of how yeah. how epically his ass got beat. And he says there won't even be ash left of you, Satoru Gojo. But then, uh, in response, Gojo takes off his blindfold and reveals his sexy bishy eyes. He's so bishy. He's so a beautiful man appeared to me. Have you ever seen a man so beautiful you cried? And he unleashes his domain expansion, which is uh, Infinite Void. I'm going to be calling it unlimited void probably because that's what the manga calls it. Mm. it it is called he does say the inner world of limitless which okay yeah limitless is like his you know it, it's like his infinity you you have been he brings infinity into the real world like that's his ability but now he can also bring you into infinity yeah and he says like when two domains try to happen in the same place, like yeah. the more refined one wins or something. Just just like world enchantments in Magic the Gathering. If you play <laughs> a if you play a world enchantment, it blows up the other world enchantment. No, but this is like only if yours is a better one. Like, right, like yeah, if yeah, Itadori yeah. tried to do one now, his would probably not work. Yeah. God, I, I, I'm thinking about the 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 time whenever this hasn't happened in the manga, but like I think it's gonna happen in the manga. Of uh, Yuji using Malevolent Shrine uh, on his own, 
And my my current running theory is that it's going to be Benevolent Shrine, and he uses it to heal people. Oh, that would be cute. Yeah. So yeah, uh, this fucking I really recommend just searching this. If you have if you're not watching the show along with us, I really recommend at least watching this like out of con this clip of uh, Gojo doing Unlimited Void. Yeah, it's not and... really explainable by audio. Yeah, it uh, it there's a lot of really cool visuals. Basically, what it does is Jogo winds up and it is like, I can't see anything. I can't feel anything. Oh, shit. No, I'm feeling everything. I'm seeing everything. But it's the information is not like, I cannot process this information. And so my brain just completely shorts out. I can't move. I can't think. I can't do anything. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I'll give it to Gojo on this one. Yeah, Gojo says, uh, I, uh, he says, uh, you, you, you've been given everything, but you can't do anything. He says, isn't it ironic? Yeah, don't you think? Don't you stink? Like rain on your wedding day, yeah. It's like rain when you've already paid. <laughs> uh, and then he rips his head off. He does it in, like, the most twisted way you can imagine. It, it, he, like, rips his head off and it, like, does, like, uh, have you played, did you play Persona 5, Okay. No. It's, like, okay, well, I'm making this reference for the people at home then. It's, like, in Persona 5 when you do an all-out attack and it finishes the encounter. Oh, well, yeah, well, I've seen that part. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. It's just, like, this, like, silhouette of Gojo's, of Gojo just, like, ripping Jogo's head from his body. And there's, like, a fucking massive spray of blood. Yeah, it's very, like, a, like, a samurai slice kind of thing. But he just physically rips his head off with his bare hand. Yep. Because he says, well, I could just obliterate you, but I need to ask you some questions. So I'm just going to take your head off. And then his, uh, he, he, he turns off his domain, uh, and throws Go- Jogo's head on the floor and starts, like, stepping on it. It's like, hey, who sent you? What's going to happen if I die? Uh, why did you? Why are you doing this? Uh, and then just, like, steps on his head. And there's some fun, like, Gogurt squelching sounds. <laughs> yeah. He's squishy. Yeah. Uh, then we see that Hanami and Ghetto are watching. And uh, Ghetto says, hey, if you want to save him, save him. Uh, I don't know if you care about him enough. And then... Uh, Hanami says something back to him, and you and I were talking about this last night, about how much we like this. Mm-hmm. Because the, the, so, the, when Hanami speaks, it is Japanese, it is like audio of someone speaking Japanese played in reverse, and in order to, in order to like sort of match that in the, uh, the, the anime has subtitled it backwards. And I don't know how I felt about that, um... Because I think either, I think it's a weird half measure that's a little bit in between and I don't think works. Because in the manga, later on in the manga, there are things that like Hanami says that are actually translated, but currently, but sometimes it's just like, he's that character, he's, he's very much, for a little bit, he's a little bit like uh, Inumaki in that he will say gibberish and then, uh, yeah, he'll just say like gibberish and other people around him will know what it means. But eventually they do start like translating his stuff for the reader because he does get he does get to say some things. Um, but you were talking the other night about how you thought that it was uh, a cool way that's like you want you the way you view subs that you want it to be as close to uh, a native speaker watching the show regularly as possible, right? Yeah, yeah. I I like to feel like I'm getting the authentic experience. I guess I would say, or as close to I can right. be without knowing Japanese. 
And I think that the I think that the the fact that they put the subtitles in, but uh, so the when the episode originally went out, the subtitles were regular. Yeah, they were regular. I didn't really which, like that. Yeah, uh, and then they've been changed to be backwards, like just just English text in reverse. Yeah, and uh, I guess that like my counterpoint to your statement there is that I think that if they're going to do it like that, they should just not have given it subtitles because. Like if you it, like I the the experience of a native speak uh, of a of a native speaker would be that like if you if you just put like you know if you just took a ten second recording of this podcast of me talking and played it backwards I would not be able to decipher a like a single bit of it except for like I could probably pick I could probably pick out the way I the if I said the word like come in that sentence I could probably pick it out <laughs> I think yeah I think that you would get like kind of a vague idea and if you tried hard enough you could figure it out and i feel like that's about what you get from backwards subtitles honestly unless you're very fast at reading backwards i guess maybe i'm just faster at reading backwards because i like i i caught i mean i had already read the subtitle go forwards but when i saw it backwards i was like oh, okay that's what that says yeah when i saw it backwards like when i watched it back the second time because they like changed it within this week yep uh i was like oh shit i like barely had time to read it before it went by and i was like oh that was cool so I like yeah. it. I think it's a cool idea, at least. I think it's probably as close as subs can get to conveying what's going on. Yeah, it makes me wonder how they're going to do Hanami later on. They'll figure something out. I think it's Yeah, that's that's not going to be that's not going to be for a little while. But um uh Ghetto says, "Yeah, you can you can help him, but I can't be seen by these fuckers. I got to bounce." Yeah, that's very suspicious of him. And if they didn't explain it in the next episode, I would be still be thinking about it. Yeah, your brain would be so big. Then, uh, then uh, Gojo says, "Just tell me what you're gonna want, what you're gonna do. I'm, I'll exercise you either way." And I spelled exercise wrong here. I spelled it like <laughs> you know physical activity, which is what happens in the Juju Stroll. Yeah, we must exercise him. <laughs> but um, Gojo says, "I'm gonna exercise you. Tell me, tell me everything. Either way, I'm gonna exercise you." But then a uh, 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 an airstrike comes in, and and uh, uh, like a big like. What what is it that Hanami throws down? It, it looks like it kind of looks like if you made an umbrella out of a flower and then threw the threw the umbrella down like front like top first. Yeah, I thought it was like a like a tree root or something like that. Like some sort oh, of Oh, that's like, probably it. tree thing unfurls with flowers. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh uh Gojo and Nithodori are both like, "Wow, wow. flowers." <laughs> so cute. <laughs> <laughs> and Gojo's like, hey, 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 and then he slaps himself on the face and is like, wait, this is Jujutsu. This is magic. This is, this is, it's making me not want to fight. And by the time he realizes that, Hanami has already swooped in and grabbed uh, Jogo's head. It's so annoying that their names are Gojo and Jogo, by the way. I've been tr- I've been trying so hard not to mix them up this entire Yeah, week. but it's very hard. Why did he do that? Like that. <laughs> Gege, Gege's trick. I'm canceling him for it. I'm calling yeah. him out. Yeah, but uh, so uh, yeah, uh, they uh, he, Hanami and Ichido, Hanami grabs uh, Jogo's head and runs off, and Itadori gets grabbed by a plant root, and he's like getting lifted <laughs> up in the air. He's like, "I'm fine, Sensei, go go chase that guy." And then he gets start, starts getting pulled down into like this like wispy woods type looking guy. A spike uh, trap. He's like, "No, I'm not actually fine." No, Sam, I'm not fine. Help, help! <laughs> and then Gojo just like blasts the tree and 
burns blows it up and itadori like gets down on the the hands and knees <laughs> position and uh it just like start just like starts apologizing and in the background you can see like his apology written in uh in japanese behind him yeah He's like, oh, I'm so sorry I let them get away because I was in danger, but actually you're the one who brought me here, so maybe it's your fault. Signed, Itadori. And then Gojo's like, oh, this is annoying, but you know what? This was a great decision to bring you along. Uh, the, you, now you've learned so much. You're going to have to be, one of these days, you and everyone else is going to get strong enough to beat that guy. And then uh, he says, <laughs> okay, Itadori, you, now you have to fight me and get stronger. And Itadori makes a cute face and was like, sensei? Sensei? I don't want to fight you. What if Itadori had to fight him on Sensei? <laughs> what if Itadori had to fight his own Sensei? <sighs> he he would die. He would he, oh he would absolutely die. Gojo could if Gojo was trying. Gojo could just obliterate <laughs> the, the, the execution. When whenever Itadori eats all twenty fingers and decides to Detroit become executed, that's just gonna be <laughs> Gojo's gonna walk up to him and rip his head off again. <laughs> Well, that's fine. That's yeah. what he wanted. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gojo's like, okay, we gotta make sure you're strong enough for the... for the. I, in my notes, I wrote Interhigh, even though I know it's the <laughs> the the Goodwill event. I think they call it something like that. Yeah, it's the Kyoto, it's the Kyoto Goodwill event. Yeah, it's the Interhigh. The... <laughs> it's the Winter Tournament. It's the Nationals of Jujutsu. Oh my god. Oh shit, Bokuto's gonna be there. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, listen, I've said this before, but Sendai Sendai is where Itadori's from, mm-hmm. which is in the Miyagi prefecture. Mm-hmm. But now they're in Tokyo, so they have to play. Yeah, that's where Fukurodani and Nekoma are. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, Itadori has a question, uh, and he says, "Hi, Sensei." <laughs> he like raises Gojo's his like, hand, and Gojo's like, "Yeah, Yuji, what's your question?" Yeah, he sticks his hand. It's and so cute. It is Itadori's faces in this episode are so good, uh, and he's like, "What is the what is the the Goodwill event?" And Gojo's like, "Oh shit, I didn't tell you." <laughs> and then we get like a very brief scene of the principal uh, Yagi and Ijichi uh, sitting together at the table, and Yagi's just like. <laughs> He's fucking late again. And Ijuchi's just sweating. Yeah. And then we get and then we get Ghetto walking up the floor to his uh his his one bedroom apartment, which he opens the door to, and then he's in a sunny beachside zone. I have it written down, it's like the doors in Monsters Inc. It is exactly like the doors in Monsters Inc. Because he walks in there and there is Dagon's there, he's chilling in the water. That's the that's the jellyfish. If you don't remember his name, like me. Yeah, the red jellyfish man. Uh, uh, Hanami and Jogo are, like, right behind him. Hanami carrying Jogo's just head. And then we meet this nasty feet man, the Scarface boy, the licking man from what the OP. What did I say about how nasty this guy was? And how did they introduce him? I am right. I'm always right about these things. <laughs> feet first. His And his toes are every single one is so detailed. And they're all separate. And they're all just, like, right in your face. Look at these feet disgusting get get his ass i got his ass (laughs) 
But uh, there's a conversation between uh, Jogo and Ghetto where Jogo's like, I fucking told you, bro. I'm glad to see that you're still alive. I did not expect you to walk out of that, like, at all, let alone. Uh, but I'm glad to see that you did and you survived. And Jogo's like, really? You're saying ha- glad to see you're okay when I am just ahead? And Ghetto does, like, he does shrugging and sticking his tongue out emoji. He says, he says Anna is stinker. Yeah, it's so cute. He's very cute. I realize that he's, like, extremely evil, but it's he's funny. He's kind of funny in this one. He's just evil Gojo, which is why I do believe they're boyfriends. Yeah. They have the same vibes of, like, oh, I'm very powerful and things are funny to me. Yeah. Uh, Mahito is reading a book and... Mahito's. Uh, Think about that. The, the, 20, <laughs> the sequel series is... <laughs> His Junpei has to eat the 20 toes of Mahito no! <laughs> and be executed. So sad. Yep. Uh, he, but he's just, he's reading his book and he puts it down. He's like, all right, let's be cunning. Like curses should be. Like humans should. Which is like, I, I like that. I guess he's implying that he's like part curse or something. Or he's like not a human person. And his, his face is kind of fucked up. It's, 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 more, yeah, and they, like, do an emphasis on that, because, like, he's got two completely different, like, not just heterochromia, but, like, two different looking eyes on top of the coloration. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that that, like, is, he might be hinting at that, but also, like, I think that's just in line with Jogo's motivation. Jo- well, everyone's motivations. He's, like, the ringleader of Jogo and Hanami and Dagon. Um, and he just says, uh, we'll be, we'll be cunning like a curse and like a human. And we're trying to be the new humans. Yeah. He says, do you understand our motivations yet? And I say, not really, buddy, but that's okay. I think they've done a good enough. I think they've done a plenty fine job. I don't understand what they think they will gain from this. Honestly, they want to overturn society so that they are no longer the, they are no longer the downtrodden curses and they get to rule over everything. Rule over what? If you overturn society, what do you get? To be on top of society. Of who? You'll have, like, killed all the people. Th- th- they get into that. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you are you are, answer- you are asking some good questions that Gege Yakutami also himself asked. Alright, thank you, sir. Um, I have a question. Did they say anything about, like, a specific date or location that Halloween, they were Halloween! An evil Halloween plot! Okay, I couldn't remember if they said- I couldn't remember if they explicated that, but yeah, they said, yeah, on October 31st in Shibuya, we'll do our shit. And I say, okay, I don't know what date it is right now in the anime, so... Uh, well, it's September, we find out. Uh... Yeah, they said it's, like, almost the end of- wait, they said it was, like, the beginning of summer, when they started talking about the- the event, right? Yeah, wait. When does the Kinema Cinema event happen? Yeah, that's okay. That's September 2018. So it would have been August right now, I guess? Yeah, this it's like August, and then we jump into September. So, yeah. All right. But before we get to that, we get our uh, we get our nice juju stroll, which I loved, which was uh, this one is epic. This it one was is ghetto. Awesome. It was ghetto Mahito and Hanami playing soccer with uh, Jogo's head. And they're doing Brazilian calisthenics. Yeah, they're doing Brazilian calisthenics to get warmed up. And uh, <laughs> go, uh, uh, Ghetto p- kicks uh, Jogo's head into the goal, but uh, Hanami blocks it by punching Gojo's head. Jogo's head. Jogo's head. Gojo's yeah. head is not there. God damn it. That was my first time I made that mistake, I think. But he... Ki- but uh, So his head gets punched. And then uh, Ghetto passes to Mahito, who does 
overhead though and does a bicycle kick and blasts him into the goal and his head spins and smokes because how, uh, in the back of the net it's very funny it's very funny and also it, it calls to attention the fact that um ghetto and uh, mahito address each other with kun which i think is pretty cute and makes yeah. me think maybe not everything is so bad about uh this nasty man if yeah. another nasty man can love him like that yeah definitely <laughs> but I still hate him. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for episode seven. Uh, before we get into episode eight, I wish to talk to you a little bit about Mr. Satoru Gojo's cool, epic uh, abilities of red and unlimited void. Oh, I, th- I was hoping you would explain why his eyes are so beautiful, but maybe he's just like that. Uh <laughs> Yeah, uh, that well, that that explanation comes in. That that explanation will be a season two, maybe season three explanation. Oh, they're gonna explain why his eyes are so beautiful and blue and shining. Maybe I I don't know. I genuinely they I I'm at a point where like they haven't done that in the manga, but like they might. <laughs> Gojo, uh, what technique are you using to make your eyes like that? He's like, nah, I'm just hot. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, just I'm just big sexy about it. Uh, so we meet, we, we encounter, um, Gojo's cursed technique, uh, of Limitless, which is, like, the basis for all of his things. Limitless is, like, the space, the space between him that, uh, Jogo can't reach. Limitless is the thing that he calls upon to use curse technique reversal red. Uh, Limitless, he's, like, actually inside the Limitless when he uses unlimited, uh, unlimited slash infinite void. But, so we're going to talk about unlimited void, his, his domain expansion. His domain expansion. The environment created by Unlimited Void is a literal empty void of space that appears to take the target at the very center of the universe. This presents the target with limitless information, forcing them to see and feel everything while seeing and feeling nothing at the exact same time. This phenomenon paralyzes the target with infinite knowledge, causing them to die slowly. Only the caster and anyone they are physically touching are free from the Void's effects. The Unlimited Void is an extremely polished domain as it would able to easily suppress Jogo's coffin of the Iron Mountain domain. While cursed spirits can last within the domain for a while, humans would not last long. Just 0.2 seconds within the domain would take about two months of rehabilitation for any normal person once they're free. Whoa. So you, your mind would get so twisted by just by just 0.2 seconds of this shit. That's That does... I did have some questions about, like, if you cast it on a person or, like, other people. He was, like, carrying Itadori the whole time. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, we also... Also, talk about Red. Uh, Red is a move used by Satoru Gojo that uses his Limitless Curse Technique powered by Reversed Curse Technique. By fueling the Limitless Curse ability with positive energy generated by a Reversed Curse Technique, the effect of Limitless is reversed. This brings infinity into reality, creating a small orb on the tip of the user's finger that is essence of convergence and divergence. When the infinite void is unleashed, pow- when wait, hold on, this Wikipedia's got a weird sentence. When the infinite void is unleashed, power unleashed, it creates a great explosive vacuum that sends his opponent crashing back with immense force. Uh, then just Satoru Goju, Satoru Goju just used his hit technique against Jogo. Damn, he sure did. He did that. He did that. Gojo's got some other moves up his sleeves. I'll tell you that much. Uh-huh. Do you think? Can you like take a swing at any of the cool names that he will get that he has for them? Okay, that one was red. Yes. I assume he'll have maybe a blue to go with his eyes, and that Mm -hmm. will be the opposite, where if that one was, like, blasting out, he'll have, like, a black hole type one that, like, slurps stuff. 
Yeah, it's it's the one. it's the one that uh, he just the blue, blue is just he uh, opens he takes off his blindfold and everyone's everyone and everything in the vicinity is immediately attracted to him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it would be that it would be like a black hole that slurps you in. Yeah, huh? Also, it would be very romantic. Uh, let me think about other abilities I could think of Infinity's doing. I'm imagining like that scene at the end of uh, Golden Wind where like there's he's like looking back at himself a million times, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, I could. Yeah, something like that maybe. That's that's kind of. I, I think that's kind of what uh in, what Unlimited Void is, though not exactly. But we'll we'll see. We'll get there. We'll get there. Hmm. Uh, so that's the, that's our jujutsu that's our jujutsu corner. All right. So we watched episode eight, which is just called boredom. I will say, not a very boring episode. It's not. <laughs> a lot of things happen. A lot of new characters appear. I I realized watching this one back that it feels like something is missing for most of it, and it's because Itadori isn't in this one. <laughs> right, because th- he is still dead to all of these people. <laughs> Yeah, he can't hang out with them. Yeah, he's too busy tra- he's too busy doing epic training. He's he's fighting sensei and getting his ass kicked every day, I'm sure. Yeah. He's just getting absolutely thrashed like he like uh Kugasaki was last week like where when Panda hammered through her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very funny. Okay. So, uh Fushiguro and Kugasaki are at the vending machines on errands for the second years. And yep. Kugasaki is pissed because there aren't enough vending machines and Fushiguro says, "Well, not very many people can come to our our secret magic school to yeah. do the vending machines. The campus the campus for that place seems enormous given the amount of students on it. Like six people live there. Yeah, uh, and we get we get our one special grade snack for this for this week for this week's podcast, which is Kugasaki gets like a sprite. I guess yeah, she gets some sort of drink. It looked I was looking closely at the vending machines. They all looked like they only had drinks. So there's no like chippies or anything. No chips. So so while they're showing the vending machines, they flash over to the the second years who are just like walking in a forest together for some reason. Yeah. And oh, pandas. Well, pan, oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, just that uh, I was just gonna say Kugasaki's got her tracksuit and it looks fresh to death. Oh yeah, she looks good. Alright, so so Panda says, uh, are the are the babies gonna be okay? Uh I know we just sent them on errands, but uh the evil principal is coming today, and that could mean that the evil students from our enemy school are coming also. And maybe they'll make trouble for our innocent little Kohais. Yeah. Because, because their 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 buddy died and it was their principal's fault, so maybe there's some animosity there. Yeah. They um the panda is like students aren't necessary for a meeting, but they do love to cause us problems on purpose. I think mean, yeah, he almost literally says that. And then it, it flashes over to where they are and they are in fact causing problems on purpose. Yeah, Maki Maki's like, Wait, does it, do you think that means that she's in town then? No, she says my. She says oh, she you does think say my, my will be here. You yeah. think my's here? And and my in fact is here. There's two new friends, and one is a very very large muscular man with a scar over one eye, and the other one is uh like a sexual woman. Uh yeah, she's she's uh she gets uh, Fushiguro addresses her as Zenin Senpai, so we know that yeah. she's related to Maki. And yeah, he's like uh, Kugusaki's like what another one, and he says yeah they're twins. <laughs> So, um, my girlfriend, Sophie, has a uh, identical twin, um, 
name, uh, and I won't say their name, but uh, when I went to visit them, I, I didn't know that. I, I knew that they had a sibling. I did not know that Sophie had a twin. So I went out there to visit, and the feeling of coming face-to-face with someone who you've been in, like, the same face of someone that you've been in love with for a year and a half, but not the, not a, definitely 100% not the same person, was a really, really weird feeling. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what Kugasaki feels right <laughs> Yeah, Kugasaki was like, oh shit, okay, what the, I need to, this doesn't, this feeling doesn't mean anything, but it is a weird one to have to process. <laughs> and then she's rude to them. Mai yeah. says, um, hey, are you guys okay? I heard that uh, you were working with like a gross boy, like a nasty boy who had a curse in him. You must be happy that he died, right? And they're both like, how fucking dare you? We love our friend. And then uh, Toto, the large man, says, hey, don't bring up pointless topics. Let me talk about my incredibly important topic, which is Fushiguro. Uh, what kind of ladies are you into? Yeah, I um, Ma- yeah, I like Maki's line. Maki's line here is, aren't you happy that he's dead? Mm, I'm twisted. No, Mai says that, not Maki. Uh, Maki. Not Maki, I'm sorry, God. I'm having more, mis- I'm having more issues with that than Gojo Jogo. <laughs> no. Yeah, Maki's, yeah, aren't you happy that he's dead? I would be disgusted if I had to stand next to a curse pretending to be a jujutsu sorcerer. Even though he's a nice little boy, so how dare you? He is just, he is a nice, he is just a nice little boy. Like, the thing is that, <laughs> this is that, the, <laughs> sorry, it's that there are no cats allowed in the apartment. This is obvious, there are no curses allowed in the jujutsu uh, academy. This is stated <laughs> in the contract. And then she, then Maki just sends, or Kugasaki sends a picture of Itadori and Maya's like, I will make an exception because he looks very polite. <laughs> I mean, that is basically what Gojo did with the old people. Yeah, he did say he is very polite. <laughs> He's very polite, so you're going to have to make an exception or I will kill all of you. Yeah, I will I will deploy kill all boomers no jutsu. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the real important stuff to talk about is uh, tall women with big asses. Yeah, because, uh, uh, yeah, Toto is like, what kind of, what kind of, what kind of girls do you like? And it, there's like an echo on his voice. <laughs> And then he stands up and says, I love big boobs, I love tall women with big butts, and then the OP hits. I am gonna say, so, Toto's whole thing is like, I need to know that you're not a boring person, because I don't want to have a boring fight. And the way that you know if a person is interesting or not is uh, their taste in, in women. If you have, like, a boring fetish, then you're a boring person. I think that being into a tall woman with a big ass is not very special. I think we all say that every day, Toto. We we are all appreciating tall women with big asses. Like, like seriously, I'm like, oh, you have to have like a cool fetish for me to like you. My cool fetish is a big butt. <laughs> everyone, everyone, have you looked at the news lately? <laughs> Get his ass. I'm getting his ass. It just like sucks for. I, I feel so bad for Fushiguro here because Mai is just like, hey, your boyfriend died. Wasn't he cringe? Didn't you hate him? Now say you like women. Now say that you, now say that you like women. Yeah, so <laughs> Fushiguro is, deflects hard. He's like, uh, we're strangers. Why would I talk to you about that? And Kugasaki says, yeah, that's a tall hurdle for an antisocial guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she is so getting his ass. She's like supporting him, but also getting his ass, which is... I like that kind of relationship that they have. Yeah. It's Willowa Mom Solidarity. It is. 
And so Toto goes on and on and on about it. He's like, ah, I need to know so that I know what kind of guy you are. Uh, if you prefer men, that's fine too. Yeah, he said gay rights. He, Toto's, Toto's thing is just like, I want to be able to fight with people who I think are fun. And what, what, good, what good is it going to be if... I get to my final t- chance at the Goodwill event, and uh, you, I'm fighting boring fucking people. Yeah. Uh, when he says you can prefer men, uh, it's showing Fushiguro and his sweat drops. So <laughs> just jot that down. Just just note, just making a big old note of that one. Just noting. So yeah. then uh, Fushiguro summons all the power in his brain of, fuck, what's a cool girl? What, what kind of girl would I like? For sure, me. What women do I like? What 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 girl have I liked? Uh, my dead sister, maybe. Yeah, the only cool woman he's ever encountered. Only woman I respect, dead sister. Uh, also, I need to I need, I need to state for the record, this show has I think this show must have like a, an anti contract with big with like big shirts, like big shirt, <laughs> because every single episode someone's getting their shirt ripped off, and this time it's Toto just saying, okay, this this purple shirt I had the drip, I don't need it anymore, I'm just gonna tear this thing off. I could take it off, I won't. He won't. He he doesn't hurt his jacket though. He likes the jacket. Yeah, he, 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 that jacket's really, that's really powerful jacket. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Fushiguro says, I don't like any type of girl in particular. I just like an unshakable character, which I guess is something. And both the girls are like, ah, good answer, Fushiguro. We won't have to beat your ass. Yeah. But the guy says, no, <laughs> Kugas- that's a boring answer. <laughs> Kugasaki says, uh, if you told something like big boobs, I would have had to kill you myself. <laughs> So, yeah, Fushiguro was stuck here, no matter what. There was no right answer for him. Kugasaki said that because that was, because she was secretly thinking that would be her answer if Toto asked her. <laughs> I was also, yeah, why does he, he gets right up in Fushiguro's face about his taste and if he's boring. He doesn't ask Kugasaki, where I'm sure she would have a very good answer to this question. Yeah, I think he's just, uh, yeah, he, he, he needs to respect, he, Toto needs to respect women more. Respect lesbians. Yeah, please. They are, they are all around you. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and then Fushiguro gets fucking mollywopped. <laughs> Fushiguro once again gets his ass beat left and right through 20 walls into most, the sky. Most obliterated boy in existence. Because, like, you know how a typical clothesline is done by, like, sticking your arm out and then letting someone run into your arm? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Toto brings the clothesline to Fushiguro. Yeah, and he, like, he Fushiguro's trying to defend his face with his gay little hands crossed and he just gets blasted anyway yeah and Kugusaki's like yo yo, Fushiguro let me help you out and then Maki like grabs her from behind parentheses lesbianly Mai grabs her from behind lesbianly she does she's like ooh what if we had a sexual little encounter and Kugasaki says up close I can tell uh Maki is a hundred times prettier than you you have open pores yeah you getting enough sleep and then Mai says (laughs) all uh Oh, it's cute that you're trying to do a little cat fight with me, but I have a gun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love my soul. Oh my god. I I know I said this about like every character, but I love my. It's funny that she has a gun. Yeah, she just has a gun. <laughs> it doesn't hit quite as hard in the manga, but in the anime, like last episode, you just see a man harnessing the power of infinity and making it real and obl- casting obliterate obliterate on a on a walking volcano man. And then this episode, someone has a someone has a forty five. So anyway, uh, Fushiguro remembers who Toto is apparently because he's a third year from the other school, and he's like, "Wait, this is the guy that." Uh, defeated, like, one special grade and five first grades on 
the Jujutsu Terror attack by Ghetto one year ago. Yeah, the the specific name for it is the uh oh I wrote it down like the Night uh, of a Hundred Curses. Yeah, the Night something. Parade of a Hundred Demons from Kyoto to uh, Shibuya. Yeah, which sounds pretty epic. I think Ghetto probably had a good time. Yeah, it was probably pretty bad. It was probably bad, but it might have been pretty cool. And he we see like kind of like one or two vague flashbacks of it like yeah of him just like sitting on top of of pile of curses but and then but then he's like and he didn't use curse energy at all and then uh toto's just like oh no no no, that's just a rumor i i used curse tech i used my curse energy for the special grade yeah but but not the first grade and for sure just like i this guy beat the shit out of five grade ones with his fists yeah i assume he did like the glowing fists probably techniques he did he did energy but no techniques yeah picked up from it yeah, 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 it's sorry, technique, not energy. Keep forgetting there's mm-hmm. a difference. I should know this as the manga knower. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, Fushiguro says, well, this guy is a close combat specialist, so I'll have to restrain him and keep him away from my delicate bones and body. Yeah, and he says, I summon I summon my little Karibos of uh, frog frog uh, birds. He summons, he does the hand sign for Nue, and then the, the shadow puppetry for uh, frog. Is just like a circle, kind of like circle hands. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, it makes a lot more sense in the manga because, like, you can see, like, in the manga, there's a panel of him doing the hands, and then right next to the hands is like a, a depiction of what the shadow is supposed to look like. Uh, I could see it. It was yeah, like the normal bird one. Everyone knows how to do a bird with your hands. Yeah, the, he's like, like he's like bending up the pinky on both hands to like make the to make the eye to make the eyes yeah, on top of like, it. You make a froggy. Yeah. Anyway, I guess you can combine the animals now, which is blowing my mind and sending me through flights of fancy. Yeah. But but he summons uh, a bunch of little frogs with wings, which is yep. truly delightful. And I, I, I like the name in the manga. I, whenever whenever a move is named something more unwieldy, I will always like the weirder sounding name. Because in the anime, he calls it... Uh, I wrote it. Oh, here we go. Uh, in the in the anime, he calls it bottomless well, but the manga calls it the well's unknown abyss, which is <laughs> okay. Longer names, longer and more obtuse names are infinitely cooler to me. That one is funny. Infinite void, I think infinite void is great. Unlimited void or limitless void, I like that better because it's less, it's it's less, it's more unwieldy. It's good. Yeah. So yeah, he Fushiguro summons these little frogs, and Toto just immediately blasts through them, grabs Fushiguro, and German suplexes him. Yeah, he, he just obliterates him. And then just like his entire head begins bleeding down his face. Yeah. And he, he grabs Fushiguro after that, and he like throws him through like a trestle of some sort. Yeah. Like through... Uh, once again, through as many walls as he can find, Fushiguro gets his ass blasted. And the thing, on top the thing of that the really building. kills me about that is that, like, he, uh, Toto, obli- like, ex- like Toto had him sma- held up against that wall, and then, like, without any momentum already, he he did what he, what Yuji did when he walked through the concrete and just said, <laughs> "Okay, I am gonna use my entire body of force to just shove you through the, all of these wood planks now with no prior momentum." Fushiguro should be dead. Fushiguro should all exactly be dead, but his frog birds are there to stop uh, uh, Toto from doing his his Q spike on on Fushiguro. <laughs> and then F- Fushiguro's like, "I'm oh, you want me to fight hard? You you think that I'm not do- putting my best into it? Well, I'm gonna do my secret evil twisted technique that I teased uh, versus Sukuna too. But then his his upperclassmen come to save him instead. He 
I, I, I'm going to tell you this. He does do that move eventually. Like, obviously, he does. This is, like, <laughs> foreshadowing of everything. He, this is his, he tries to pull this one out of his pocket so many times. <laughs> I like that. It's really good. I'm gonna, I'm really gonna do it this time, guys. <laughs> I will do this on concrete. The 12, the, the eight arm, you know, I'm gonna, yeah, whatever, Fushiguro. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, you will see it. All right, we'll see. You see it. But then, but then your, but then your, your favorite son, your absolute boy of the every of your favorite character of this show. I'm declaring this for you. I was gonna say I've I've made it very clear that it's Fujiguro. Yeah. But Udomaki <laughs> is here, and he shows off his ability for the first time. Yeah, he does his he does his fucked up mouth move, which is just him saying words. He, un- he unzips his turtleneck and speaks in regular Japanese, and he says, "Don't move," and it means that you can't move. And he has, like, weird tattoos on his mouth and, like, on his tongue. Yeah. I guess we already knew that, but it looks pretty neat. It's nice to hear him say normal words. And then uh, the panda comes and punches Toto. Yeah. <laughs> just just slams him. Yeah. It's a good, like, combo move. Like, you know, you have one guy who incapacitates and then just a big panda to beat the shit out of him. Yeah. And now that you know what Inumaki can do, you can go and read the prequel manga. But I want to be surprised by his other moves. Well, imagine all the things he can say. Like, what if he said, "Like, do a funny dance"? Would he do it? <laughs> oh God! If he said, "Do a funny dance," that, what if he just said, "Piss your pants"? <laughs> <laughs> I think he would do it. <laughs> I can't say that I know how it works, but I think if he said, "Like, shit, you're new to ass," I, I think it would happen. <laughs> Uh, I cast cursed speech of shit you do to ass. <laughs> no, my Mashuka, I, I, my ass. <laughs> he does. You know what he does? He says he says nerf this like that one diva video, and then just <laughs> <laughs> the recipient just does that earth shattering fart. Oh no! While making it clap. Oh my god. He says die from making it clap on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. You have no choice. You have Is no choice. Is that how it works? Can he just say anything? I'm not sure. And even if I was sure, I probably wouldn't answer you. <laughs> God, I'm really just like imagining the flights of fancy that could, that we could get up to in a comedy spinoff where Inumaki is just like having a fun time. It's very impressive to think about, like, he's, like, a 16-year-old boy, probably. Yeah. But he has, he has very strong strength of character to, to not, not use his evil power for anything For pranks. <laughs> yeah, for pranks and tricks. <laughs> Using cursed voice to compel your friend to stick an eraser in the doorway so that when your teacher opens it, the, the eraser falls on, on his head. <laughs> yeah, imagine playing, like, truth or dare with him. You have to do what he dares you. <laughs> Oh, that would suck. <laughs> oh, God. He opens, he unzips his, his turtleneck and he says, oh, confess to your crush. You have to do it. No. <laughs> he says so you twisted. must. Oh, my God. Fucking Ella enchanted ass. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I do love him. He's funny. Yeah, he's funny. He says, he says Benito Flakes and he says Tuna. He said salmon a lot in this episode. He did. I wonder what salmon... I, I'm sure that there's, like, a way you could probably, like, correspond what he says versus how people react to what he says. I, I also... I, I did kind of want to talk about that. Because we... 
we said like he says these words because they're inert words like words that don't have like cursed meaning i guess Uh uh-huh but if he like assigned a code to them wouldn't that be giving them meaning and then they wouldn't be inert anymore uh maybe that's huh Maybe, maybe, maybe there's like an innate cursedness to like, maybe there was like a cursed dictionary, which cursed voice, cursed voice users can only like pluck from when they want to do moves. Yeah. I was wondering about that too, but then he could say normal things, but he doesn't. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's because the words that he used, that the, maybe it's because the cursed vernacular is so like, there, there's some words in there that he just like uses on a day-to-day basis. He's just erring on the side of caution. He's like, well, I'll just only say shrimp fetish. <laughs> he's, he's studying. He's like, well, I can't say go fuck yourself anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he really can't say that one. Uh, God, I'm trying to think of other things that he can't say, but all my brain is coming up with is other ways to say go fuck yourself. He can flip the bird, though. Deactivate your almonds. <laughs> No, my almonds! No! My cursed tech my cursed almond technique! <laughs> I like I like this boy and I'd like to know more about him. I'd uh, like his powers explained, but I'd also like to see him just doing funny things. I also like to imagine he would like he used to say like like uh, extremely like intricate like th- ways of telling people off, like, oh go take a long walk off a short bridge and he's just like not crossing that one out no, now. You can't say that one either. <laughs> Okay, let's get back into the episode. Yeah. Okay, so uh, now that the panda and Inumaki are here, Toto is like, alright, I guess I'll stop beating the shit out of Fushiguro, because at least there will be some interesting guys at the event. But also, uh, tell my friend Okatsu that he has to come. And panda's yeah. like, uh, no, this is a huge hassle. Yeah, he said. He says, "I he he's the way it's translated is uh, it's it's just like very simple Japanese, like someone who is like reading out of a tourist book while they're there." Except for he's saying, "I don't speak human language, not I don't speak Japanese." Yeah. So I guess I guess Toto knows these guys, huh? Yeah, he's uh this this is the they they're, they're the second years. He's a third year, so yeah. they've had a they've had a goodwill event before at the very least. Mm-hmm. Do you think that he knows what their fetishes are? Uh, he's definitely inter- he's definitely interrogated Panda. That's what I was thinking. I was like, these guys are pervert allies. May or or maybe Panda offered that information freely, and Toto was like, oh, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a fellow connoisseur. Panda said, "Hello, I love big on un- I love big gun honkaloids, big gun honkaloids." Uh, and Toto's like, "Oh, I didn't even have to ask. Thanks, bro." I knew you were epic. I can't imagine what. What Inumaki would say. Fish flakes. God, I love big fish flakes on my ladies. <laughs> it's good. Alright, so anyway, it, it goes back to uh, uh, Kugasaki and Mai's fight, where Kugasaki is dead on the ground. Yeah. With holes with in the... her brand new tracksuit. Very <laughs> tragic. Yeah. Maki comes to save Kugasaki. She's like, hey, my, my evil twin sister. Hands off my girlfriend. What the hell do you think you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> And then they both kind of talk about how uh, they're very weak jujutsu sorcerers, I guess. Maki doesn't have any cursed energy, and Mai can only put energy into weapons or something. Yeah, the uh, the they'll get into this more, but I think they've talked a little bit about uh, like 
Zenin being like a sort of prestigious house, like uh, like it's basically they inherited none of the technique of their parentage. Ah, uh, okay. Like, cause, cause, remember when uh, Gojo said that like not eighty yeah, percent yeah, yeah, of yeah. yeah, so they've got no curse technique or anything. Yeah, that makes sense. And then uh, Maki like distracts Mai, and she's like, "Come on, Nobra, get up!" And Mai claims that she'll never get up from all these injuries, or like for a while. But then she sneaks up from behind and puts her in a headlock. Yeah. Um, the chapter title that they're talking about here is Bottom, which is funny. There's a lot of bottoms in this episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, Toto's Toto loves them. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Kugusaki is like, "You tore my fucking tracksuit. I was looking fresh to death. Give me your summer uniform." Which I thought, which I thought, yeah, I'm like, when she first saw that, she was like, "Oh, is that a summer uniform?" I'm kind of annoyed, but also that's cute. It is cute. It is. Uh, and then uh, Mai says, uh, "I'll leave some real. Ho- I'll leave some holes in your body next time. Also, your legs are too short to make this look good." She said they're too long in the anime. Yeah, right. I, I was confused about that. I is Kugus. I think Kugusaki. Does Kugusaki have long legs? I mean, she's. A- about as tall as Fushiguro. I don't know how tall they are. She's shorter than Mai, though. Yeah, she's definitely, she's shorter than the twins. Yeah. Maybe that's just, like, a mistranslation. Possibly, yeah. I, I would think that the the style of the dress would go for long legs and not short. Yeah. It's one of those, like, slit up the side kind of dresses. Yeah, one of those tight beats. Toto, Toto comes back and he says, okay, we're done with this. We have to go. I have a ticket to see a sexy a sexy idol. We have to leave right now. Mai. Yeah. Stop having catfight. Yeah. <laughs> His, his favorite idol is named uh, Takata. Takata. That's Takata. Yeah, Takata Chan. And she's, wow, she's 180 centimeters tall. That's pretty tall. It's only 5'11". I know this from Haiku. For for a woman's height? like For a Japanese girl, I guess yeah. that is pretty tall. But it's like not near as tall as him. Whatever. He says he likes tall women. I'm just saying he could aim a little higher. Listen, I, I also like, listen, I'm six foot six. I love tall women, but I have never, I have... I I am very I have spent the last ten years of my life longing for the day that I meet a woman t- taller than me. Sometimes a tall, sometimes tall-ish, sometimes almost as tall as you is tall enough when you're a tall bitch. I'm simply saying about Toto. I think that for talking all the game he does about having good taste in women, he is very boring. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair yeah, enough. So anyway, uh, uh, Maki and. Kugasaki just kind of walk off, and Kugasaki's like, hey, is it true about you not having magic? And Maki says, yeah, it's true. I can't even see curses without my glasses, but... You called that shit in the... In the... I, yeah, I kind of did. Yeah. And you tricked me, I think. I, uh, I I think I may have led that conversation there a little bit, but you also said uh, Kugasaki needs her... Or not Kugasaki, Maki needs her glasses to see. She can't see curses without yeah. her glasses. They do pretty much tell you that in the OP, though. Yeah. But uh, Maki says, yeah, I am not really, like, a, a sorcerer genetically, I guess, but... I want to be an epic sorcerer to spite my family who yeah. have better powers than me. In the manga, she literally says, to pi- I, I want to become a better sorcerer to piss people off. <laughs> it's good. And uh, Kugisaki says, wow, that's so hot of you. I re- <laughs> she's, she literally says, I respect you, and then walks up and then leans on her, which is not in the manga. I am, I'm gay now. <laughs> it's so What if cute. we were both jujutsu sorcerers and we were both girls? <laughs> They're so fucking cute. Yeah. All right, so now, yeah, now we get to the actual reason that these people came here, which is uh, the very old man is here to have a meeting with the principal, and his name is 
uh, Gakuganji. I wrote this down. Yep. Yoshinobu Gakuganji. And uh, instead of the principal coming in, uh, Gojo comes in and he says, uh, the principal won't be here because somebody gave him a, a fake schedule. <laughs> so I'm here instead. Hi, hi, Mr. Hi, Mr. Gakuganji. Hello to Kasumi Miwa. Uh, fucking, I love her so much. Oh, yeah, there's a little, uh, there's a, another a student, uh, is a girl with, like, a blue angular haircut, and her name is Miwa, and she's, like, in a cute little suit, which I like. Yeah. I like the suit better than the summer outfit. Definitely. And she's, like, being very prim and proper. She's, like, guarding the old man. But then there's, like, some cuts of, like, what her real inner thoughts are. And she's like, holy shit, it's Gojo. He's oh, so cool. He's so cool. He's epic. Can you imagine how Miwa would feel if she saw his eyes real? Oh, my God. She'd die. She'd pass out. She'd do, like, an anime, like, no spurt pass yep. out. <laughs> she would. <laughs> anyway, uh, she says uh, Gojo, like, comes in and berates the old man for a while about how he got Itadori killed. And then she says, "Hey, you're being problematic." And the, but then in the, her head, she's like, "Oh, he's he's so cool." My favorite yeah, my it, favorite one is that like when uh, uh, Gojo is like, "Yeah, I fucking ran into two special un, uh, unregistered special grades yesterday," and uh, Gakuganji is like, "Oh, two of them, huh?" Wow, that sounds like it must be really tough for you. And he says, "Oh, it's nothing. It's the same. It's uh, that happens to me all the time. It's like getting flyer handouts on the street." And meanwhile, I was like, "That's so cool." Yeah, it was pretty cool. I like the one where like she's like, "I'm gonna report you," and he said, "Do what you want to." And she's like, "Oh my god, he talked to me." <laughs> she's so good. <laughs> I love her. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Gojo has set up this meeting to tell the old man, hey, have you noticed that every new student is more and more powerful than the last? And there's a million new super powerful curses all the time. Bigger than before. Because, yeah, bigger than before. <laughs> so you thought Toto was the biggest guy. Uh-uh. Uh, there's going to be an even bigger guy. Bigger guy. Uh, well, this is because uh, stupid old people, stupid boomers have been uh, doing stupid traditions and uh, not effectively addressing rising curse levels or something and now it's become too powerful for us to control this is a global warming metaphor yeah i also think it's a nice like the uh uh i think this is a nice like parallel with mahito and them's motivations from last episode about well i guess they talked about their motivations two episodes ago when they were in the diner and go and jogo cast blow your blow your up on everyone in the restaurant but talking about how he wants to like overtake the humans and uh, Gojo wants to overtake the, the boomers at the top of the Jujutsu, Jujutsu, Jujutsu society. Mm-hmm. I, th- I just think it's shrimp interesting. Damn, there's some sort of theme happening here. We'll have to wait and find out more about this. Yeah. So Gojo says, well, that's all I wanted to say. Goodbye. Bye. Principal will be here in two fucking hours. Yeah, the principal will be here in two hours. <laughs> And then uh, old man is like, uh, Miwa, how about you go get me some tea? And she's like, oh, yes, of course, sir. And then she dashes out of the room and it's like, if I hurt, I can get a selfie with Gojo. Yeah, uh, she, sa- she says, uh, Gakuganji, may I go get some tea? May I have a few t- a few minutes of uh, time on my own? And Gakuganji says, for tea? And she says, yes, for tea. And then she runs out and <laughs> says, Satoru time. <laughs> All right, so now we flash forward to mon- one month later, I mm-hmm. guess. At the Kinema Cinema. Kinema Cinema. This is where you go to watch movies about your kin types. This 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 is where you go to watch the anime adaptation of Danganronpa 2 and Evangelion movie. 
Yeah. You can only go in if you kin Kometa or whatever. Yeah. Don't come at me about that. I don't know who he is. It's the, um, it's the same, we get, like, the same, like, type thing, the, the typing out thing that happened, uh, at the end of episode three. Yeah, about, like, it's like a, like a documentation about an event that occurred. Yeah. There were three teenage boys at the movie theater, and they got so much cranial pressure that their heads exploded, kind of. And they, it kind of like shows how fucked up their heads are, and it's kind of like nasty but cool to see. One of them looks like um, like a lava lamp. Yeah, one of them looks like the the uprights at a at a football game. Like you, you could kick, you could kick Jogo's head right through that boy's head. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Uh, and anyway, we see down the alleyway, we see Mahito is like walking away, and then. Who could it be but a precious little boy walks up behind him? A precious little boy with the most baby voice in the world. I was I was not expecting this character to have this voice. And anyway, he says, uh, did you do that thing back there in the cinema? I'm interested. And then Mahito says, what? You can hear me? Which is how I also get the idea that maybe he's a curse. Because maybe you're not supposed to be able to see him. Yeah. And then that's all we get of that. So, okay, I guess we'll just think about that for a while. Uh-huh. And then we go to the outside of the cinema, like the actual front door, and the, the glasses teacher that we all know, his name and what he's about, is here with Itadori. And he says, are you ready to see some sh- fucked up shit? And Itadori says, yeah, I guess. Well, he didn't. He doesn't even say anything. He just nods. You're going to get to see the glasses teacher do some stuff next episode, and it will be good. I'd love to know his name. I can tell you. Do you want to know? No. Okay. You'll learn it. I wouldn't actually love to know his name. I love the show to tell me what his name is. Yeah, you'll you'll know it. They show his face like more close up than they do in the OP now, and I hate his glasses now. Oh, you hate you hate you hate his eraser head glasses? They don't have any like arms, so they're just like stuck to his face. And they're very small. It looks like one super uncomfortable, two impossible. Well I guess he just like glues his shitty little glasses to his shitty little face. Uh, Go Gojo said Gojo said I cast infinity on your face to hold them there. Oh, that's nice of him. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> is that and then do we get the ED and then we see uh, Miwa's little selfie moment? Yeah, there's like a, a bonus moment of uh, Miwa getting her selfie with Gojo. Yeah, I want to say that uh, uh, Miwa running off to get the selfie did happen, but we did not, in the manga, but we did not see her actually get the selfie in the manga. So I was really happy to see her get her selfie and then run back to, do, do like, dance down the hallway back to Gakuganji. Yeah. And then she walks shit. in. He's like, uh, my teeth? And she's like, oh, shit! And then we get our juju stroll. I thought it was so, like kind of adorable that gojo just like completely casually gives her the selfie he's just like yeah you're welcome yeah i am sick she she bows super deep she's like oh thank you so much for taking a pic he's like oh you're welcome he just walks off like that's just a normal thing that happens to him yeah it's like being handed a flyer yeah, okay, so we got the juju stroll of uh, Mai and Toto went to the uh, the idol handshake event, and uh, Toto uh, asks uh, her to do her, her Takaton beam, which is like she does a very cutesy little wink and hearts fly out, and I guess this is what idols are. Yeah. And then <laughs> Mai is like looking down on the event with scorn, and all the men there are like, Oh god, it's so sexy that a hot lady is mad at us for this. Yeah, someone, someone literally says, don't get horny. <laughs> and then uh, Toto walks up to her and is like, uh, 
what's wrong with you? And she's like, can't you guess? And he's, ah, I see. You also want to shake her hand. Here, I have an extra ticket. Go ahead. Yeah, he says some shit that I don't like about being like, oh, I'll be her future husband. And Maya's like, that's kind of creepy. Uh, and then she gets in line uh, and she talks to uh, talk about. She gets Takara. in line and they do the metal detector on her and she's like, oh, right, my gun. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> but then, yeah, she, she gets in line and she manages to get all the way up to the idol, the cute girl, and she's like, oh, a girl's here. This is amazing. I've never seen you here before. And she's and Maya, and Maya's like, yeah, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But then <laughs> the idol really puts the moves on her. She, like, leans into her ear and she's like, hey. Uh, why don't you come back and see me again? I'll remember you. <laughs> and after the event, Maya's like outside talking with Toto about it. And he's like, oh, wasn't it great that you got to meet her? And she's like, yeah, it was, I guess it was whatever. It was kind of cool. I guess she's fine. Whatever. Oh, and that's the episodes. What if there were two magical twins? Not actually very magic, but both, both gay. Both extremely both- gay. <laughs> This is the power that they got. This they is, didn't this, get any magic, but they you know what? Gay. We we knew this from the start. You know why? Because the because the right because gay gay Akutami gay gay ah, gay gay Akutami. <laughs> it's to tell you that every single person in this series is gay. Wow, that's really nice of him. This is a win for the gay gays. Uh, so before we get into questions, you have a segment this week. Oh yeah, my segment is which I will I will. You can you can name it whatever you you, you, you tell me what the name of the segment is because I have also a name for it. Oh, I haven't named it. I'd love to hear what your name is. My name for it is going to be interesting. No comment because you're going to theorize and I'm going to sit here and smile and say interesting. No comment at every single thing you say. <laughs> well, yeah. So we we meet. We've been calling him Itadori's mysterious friend as we see him in the OP, the mysterious boy of Mister Emo Bangs. Mm-hmm. I have le- I have leaked the information of his name being Junpei. Yeah, his name is Junpei, which is a name that I really like. It me too. So I feel like I'm gonna like the boy, but I have many theories about him. And now mm-hmm. that we've seen him, I want to get all my theories out there so that uh, I can uh, rightfully claim how right I am about them if they come to pass. And if they don't, then I can just say, well, I was just doing my best, and therefore no one can criticize me. Yeah. Uh, do you have all these written down? I'm gonna love to come back to these uh, eventually. Oh yeah. Perfect. Okay. So hit me. The way that I have this is I took all the information that I have about him and put it together. So we'll synthesize this. Which is so, which is not much information that you have about yes. him at this moment. So he he uh, he appears three times in the OP, which is a crazy amount of times for a character that has not been in the show up until now. Mm-hmm. So what happens is the the times we see him in the OP is one, uh, Itadori is on the subway, the spooky subway that's like flooding with water. And he, he looks at the water and he sees a fish and then he has like some sort of memory flashback sort of thing to like being at an aquarium and there's a a jellyfish tank and in front of it is Junpei. And then right after that, uh, the like Sukuna mouth like opens up on his cheek. So there's that. And then there's another scene of, we see, um, there's like a scene of like Fushiguro dancing up and then it goes into... Itadori and Junpei are like sitting by a river or something and Junpei does that like uh like very anime laugh kind of thing where you like cock your head really far to the side to yep. laugh. Uh-huh. And then uh right after that it goes into the other two characters like sad backstories. Like right after that it shows like Fushiguro's uh dead sister and uh Kugasaki's uh lesbian crush. And this is also the same part where it shows Evil Window Man, right? 
Yeah, he's the third thing after that. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then after the third place that he is is... So there's that final scene at the end where it's been, like, uh, collecting all the friends that we've met. Right. It's a gotcha, it's a gotcha, it's a gotcha pun of friends. Yeah, but Junpei has always been there, even before we knew him. Hold on, uh, and, like, give, me, give me a second, give me a second to get this one. Uh, Tom, t- no, that's, that's, uh, Tomo, Tomo Gotcha. Tom, Tomo Gotcha, yeah. That's okay. something. Okay, yeah, so Junpei has always been in this scene, which I have been on record as being very suspicious of. Uh-huh. So, but I thought about it more. The way it shows it is, like, it zooms in on, like, Itadori and Junpei, like, smiling at each other, and then it does, like, a like a staticky transition effect, and then it goes into Itadori fighting Sukuna. And when it showed that static in the actual show, I was like, holy shit, this is means something. So it showed that static in the part where um, where Sukuna comes out of the curse womb facility to fight uh, Fushiguro. Yep, it also showed the static when uh, when uh, Gojo blocked uh, the bugs this week. Yeah, so I feel like the static influ- like indicates like some sort of strong technique being done. I guess I would say. Okay. And then we actually see Junpei this week, and he's, like, interested in hanging out with the evil guys, I guess. Uh-huh. So my basic theory is that the way it works is Itadori doesn't know Junpei yet. Like, I'm willing to say that he doesn't know him. Like, I think that... He has not reached He has not reached into your local Tokyo to find a friend and boy, you're saying. Mm-mm, yeah. Because, okay. yeah, he's not even from here. He doesn't live in Tokyo. Right, so of course. So there's no way that they would be, like, childhood friends or something. So I think that there's some sort of... Um, like, memory alteration going on here. Okay. Yeah. Because Sukuna has already shown that he can do that. He can be like, you won't remember this. And then he just doesn't remember it. Though he did, though Sukuna did say that uh, the only thing that would be forgotten was the agreeing to the, to the... Yeah, but, like, there, that's proof that you can, like, some sort of, like, true, curse true. or something can alter your memory in some way. Okay. So I feel like... Because the, the OP is acting like Itadori knows Junpei. Because he's, like, the first friend, and they, like, know each other, and he's, like, remembering him and laughing with him. But I think that he's, like, going to be, like, altering Itadori's memories to make him think that they're friends, to, like, try to get him on the evil guy's side. Okay. That's my guess. I think he's gonna have to, like, honeypot him with, like, memory alterations of them being best friends and boyfriends. This is my guess, and this is all the information I have. You may now say your traditional. Um, interesting, no comment. But I do want to prod. Yeah. I do want to prod a little further. What do you think is because this is going to? Uh, I when this does come to a head, what do you think will be the? Uh, like what will be the what will be the outcome? Uh, I think it'll be like a very. I think they'll figure it out, obviously, because it'll be very suspicious when Itadori suddenly has a brand new cute little friend. Yeah, and Fushiguro will be very jealous of this. Um, Interesting, no comment. And then, um, I think it'll be, like, a very, like, I know people hate when you compare any new anime to Naruto, but I think it'll be a very, like, when Sasuke was on Orochimaru's side and Naruto was like, hey, stop being evil, just be our friend instead. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. Okay. Interesting, no comment. That's my guess. All right. I do think that Junpei will be, like, secretly evil, but... Also secretly a nice boy. Evil parenthesis, uh, evil parenthesis secret, parenthesis good. 
Yes. <laughs> all right. So that's all my theories. Uh, we got some questions. Ooh, I'm excited for the questions. All right. Uh, and anti-tractionist, uh, Dunk Pacino 2024 asks, if you guys could make your doors open onto a tropical island dimension, what would you bring to the island? Smash Bros. Oh, what would I bring to the island? I thought the question would be like, what would I make my door go to? It, what, what what your island would look like? The answer to that for me is the the Windows uh, XP background with the with the <laughs> with the water on the beach. I guess I would bring like maybe like snorkeling stuff. I think that would be fun. That does sound fun. Yeah, like Dagon looked like he was having such a good time just chilling in yeah. the water. Yeah, and if it's like if it's like a magical beach dimension, then there's no like like yucky kelp or like a scary jellyfish or anything. Damn, that does sound nice. Besides the magical jellyfish who lives there, but he seems nice. Uh, (laughs) Tiger Girl Fat Pussy at Sunhaojenya asks, Hi, it's me. Which character would die of tetanus and go to super heaven as a result? That's like asking, like, which character is the most heterosexual. So I guess it's Toto. (laughs) Toto does seem like the kind of guy to, like, just survive immense amounts of, like, everything and then just die of tetanus. That seems like the right end for him. Yeah. Oh, man. Does, does Toto take his car with him when he goes to Super Heaven? He takes his, his fucking idol, Grimmeray. <laughs> he, gives, he gives Takata tetanus also. <laughs> no! Not, not tall idol Takata. Uh... Mr. So on my damn podcast at Yano Scapavati asks, what, fu- what should Fushiguro have answered to earn the pervert's respect? I think he just should have... I don't think that he should have said he was gay, because obviously that was he was in a pressured situation, and Toto shouldn't have done that to him. Right. But I think if he had admitted that he was gay, Toto would have respected it. Absolutely. If he had just said, I like dudes with washboard abs, Toto would have been like, well, check out what I got. I got, I got some abs <laughs> going on. I simply must respect it. <laughs> Uh, uh, Onion at Slitherbite asks, which iconic movie scene would be funnier to see in an anime style than the Sam slash Frodo love confession? To me, the thing that immediately came to mind when I read this question was uh, the scene from Say Anything when John Cusack is standing outside uh, that girl's, that woman's apartment with, in your eyes, playing on his boombox. That would be pretty good. (laughs) Maybe like the, the like iconic, um, is it like 16 Candles or something? What's the movie with the... The ghost pottery. I think that one would be pretty fun. That's ghost. Okay. The movie is just called Ghost. I, I okay. do love the. I do love the. the I do. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to put you on blast. I I accrue, I accrue a lot of information through cultural osmosis. I love that the cultural osmosis told you that the the coming of age like love movie is also <laughs> the same as the Patrick Swayze ghost uh, sexy pottery movie. Well, wasn't she in love with the ghost? <laughs> she was in love with the ghost. Alright, um, before we get off this question, I wanted to say that I wrote down the scene that he saw as Brokeback Mordor. You're welcome. <laughs> Go off! <laughs> <laughs> oh god, sorry, I'm just like racking my brain for like other iconic things. I would have loved to see an anime guy riding the bomb from uh, Dr. Strangelove. That's pretty- I feel like that the scene that he picked is- pretty fucking good. Yeah, I, I really can't think of, like, I think that's the platonic ideal. Uh, Anyan also asks, would you do this with Gojo if he asked politely? And it's an image of the two, uh, it's an image of the cheese to meet you, uh, mouse. Except for there's two of them, they're facing each other, and Anyan has added feet to them, and they are holding feet. 
Would you hold feet with Satoru Goju? Yeah. I think I would have to. I think yeah, I think I would have no choice but to hold feet with Satoru Gojo. <laughs> he's like waving his his low poly foot. <laughs> yeah, he's blue badgering it. I would have to do it, and I don't think it would be that gross, but I wouldn't like it. Yeah, uh, Chaz Stan Enkidu says Toto Funko Pop. Uh, I'm thinking Toto Funko Pop. Wait, why? Toto Funko Pop. Well, good for him. <laughs> Uh, uh, a song of babies and puppies at Asobapcast. <laughs> if you tell Toto, if you tell Toto you're into women with big stinky feet, how would he react? And uh, at Gigantic Larry said, "This is my question." Was logged into the wrong account. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would respect a foot fetish, Compe- considering that once again his fetish is so fucking boring. You have to respect a stinky foot fetish. Well, I think a foot fetish is different from a stinky foot fetish. Yeah. A stinky foot fetish is, like, next level, so he has to respect that. Yeah. Uh, at Marshmallow, Stephen Moore asks, Haven't watched the episode yet because I have to wait until everyone's asleep, but who would do that download too slow thing and who would fall for it every time? Uh, that's going to be a Satoru and Itadori thing to me. <laughs> I think Itadori would stop falling for it after a while. Like, he is Eventually. stupid, but he, he, he has, like, some, some, like... Miwa goes for it every fucking time. <laughs> she just wants to... Get his or her high five so bad. Or, like, she goes for it and Gojo doesn't move his hand, but, like, Unlimited Void is keeping her from... She would be, like, happy that he dodged her. She'd be like, oh, so epic. She's, like, like, her hand is, like, an inch from his, and she's like, Masaka. I think it would be pretty funny if Ghetto did it to Jogo. That would be pretty funny. Uh, (laughs) He basically did. Uh, uh, Steven also asks, what shady bullshit would Itadori definitely get tricked into buying an anonymous back alley? Uh, I think he, I think he, I think he has like a collection of like bootleg Jennifer Lawrence DVDs. That, that... is what I was going to say. <laughs> like, oh, have you seen Jennifer Lawrence's new movie? It's out. And it's just like bullshit. It's not really her. Yeah. It's, it's, like it's, some, it's her new, yeah. mov- it's her new movie. The Hungry Game. <laughs> the Hungry Game. Yeah. The Hungry Game, Gold Linings Playbook, Passenger, parentheses one. We love it. Uh, 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 mother, but it's, mother, but it said, like, in the Danzig, in the Danzig voice, it specifically says on the cover, mother! I also think that Itadori would buy oregano, for sure. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) This is the good shit, Fushiguro, come on. And that's it for questions this week. Alright. Uh, so, let's get out of here. Okay, so this is a reminder. We're now caught up to the yes. to the anime episodes as they come out. So next week there will not be an episode of this podcast. There will be an episode of the there show. There will be an episode of Jujutsu Kaisen. And you can watch it. You're encouraged. Watch but... it. Watch it. Uh, Glasses yeah. Guy is going to go fucking sicko. Uh, we are on Twitter at Special Grade Snacks, but there's no vowels in grade. And Snacks is with an X. Uh... It, our, oh yeah, our cover art was made by uh, Anyan Kalalifair. Find them at Kalalifair Art. Uh, our our inch, our theme music is uh, Lost in the Bug Snacks by Noah Geist. Check them out, noahgeist.bandcamp.com. And I think that, oh yeah, thank you to Noisepace.xyz and the Overlord Matt Gamecube for hosting this and so many other great podcasts. Uh, go listen to Nano Roy's Nightmare and Era. It's quickly become like my favorite podcast. It's so fucking funny because Roy is an incredible podcaster who just immediately de- develops chemistry with whoever she's on the mic with. And uh, that's gonna 
do it for this week's episode, right? Uh, anything else? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's everything. And what do we say to get out? What's our what's our out of here phrase? We say, let's go get some snacks. Let's go get some snacks. Yeah.